What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kyle Phelps, and welcome to Galaxy Brain. Now, this podcast is going to be about sports and rap mainly, but I'm going to be talking about whatever I feel like talking about that day. If I wake up and I want to talk about college life, I'm going to talk about college life. So that being said, I'm going to introduce myself a little bit. I'm 19 years old. I am originally from around the Buffalo area in New York, but right now I am a college student at Youngstown State University majoring in telecommunications sports broadcasting. So that's a little bit about me before we dive into what I'm going to talk about today. So if you really do like talking about sports or talking about rap or just want to hear about college life in general or anything I'm thinking about talking about, this is the podcast for you. So with all that boring stuff out of the way, let's talk about today's podcast. So today's episode, we're going to be discussing two injury replacement players that replace Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis for this all-star game. We're also going to be touching on a few players who didn't make the cut for these all-star game rosters. So without further ado, we are going to be starting with the first injury replacement player, and that is Devin Booker. So Devin Booker replaced Anthony Davis from the all-star game uh, because of Anthony Davis' injury, his Achilles. Uh, Rest up, Anthony Davis. I'll feel better, my man. So we're going to start off with the stats. As we're recording this podcast, Devin Booker's averaging about 25 points a game, four assists on 50% from the field, 38 from three, and about five threes a night. <clears throat> the Suns are fourth in the West. Uh, they're 21-11. They're one game behind the Lakers. So if we're talking about Devin Booker being snubbed originally before getting replaced by Anthony Davis, who are we going to be putting in his place? So who are we going to be taking out from this All-Star game? So here we got the bench players right here. So we got Damian Lillard, Paul George, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, and Donovan Mitchell. So if you look at Dame, there's no way that Dame is going to get taken out of this All-Star game. I'm going to keep it 1 million with you guys. There's absolutely no way. Damian Lillard is arguably one of the best point guards in the league. He was literally so close to becoming a starter if it wasn't for the fan vote. Him and Luka tied. So then there's no way that Dame. So then we move to Donovan Mitchell, who's leading the number one seeded Jazz in the West and the number one record in the league. Him and Rudy Gobert are going to be locks. There's no way either of them will get taken out. But we're just talking about guards. There's no way Mitchell is going to get taken out. Just because of the fear fact that they're number one, he's like the best player on the team, at least offensively. I would say he he's the heart and soul of that team. Take Rudy Gobert out. Their offense has been playing amazing this year. It's not like they're solely being carried by the defense. So that leaves... Chris Paul, uh, his teammate for the on the Phoenix Suns, the point guard for the Phoenix Suns. So if we pull up Chris Paul's stats here, we got about 17 points a game, eight and a half assists on 48% from the field, 30, uh, I'm sorry, 40% from three, on about four threes a game. On playing better defense than Devin Booker. So then it becomes who has the bigger impact? Chris Paul versus Devin Booker. I would say Devin Booker. Obviously, Chris Paul, amazing player, led the Thunder to the playoffs, the team that everyone thought was going to be a bottom feeder. But he also had Shea, Gilders Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder, who both had amazing leaders last year. Amazing. Obviously, Chris Paul, leader of that team. He deserved his all-star style last year. But Devin Booker has a bigger impact to the Suns team. He's averaging 25 points a night on amazing shooting splits. So... Who is going to average those 25 points if you take him off? Chris Paul's never even came close to averaging 
25 points a game. I think 22 is his career high. This is not his game. He's not a scorer. That's not his fault at all. He's a he's a passer, willing passer, very willing passer. He makes his teammates better. So Devin Booker has the bigger impact. I mean, I would love to see DeAndre Ayton take over the scoring load, but he's not having the year that a lot of people, including myself, thought he was going to have. Mikhail Bridges, uh, I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's a phenomenal player, plays his role perfectly for this Phoenix Suns team, but I don't think he's going to be the guy to step up and put up a 20-point-per-game season. So then it's like, so the guy who's going to replace Devin Booker is going to have to pick up some of the slack here. Because obviously without Devin Booker, Chris Paul's numbers go up a little bit, DeAndre Ayton's, but not nearly up to 25 points a game here. So with that being said, that's why I feel like Booker should have made it over Chris Paul. But at the end of the day, they're both in it. They, they're both very deserving. The Suns are having a phenomenal year, dark horse contenders. They have a real shot, especially if, unfortunately, Anthony Davis might not play in the playoffs. I'm assuming he will. But that could shake up the whole league. So now we're going to our second injury replacement player, Demonis Sabonis, being snubbed originally and then replacing Kevin Durant, who was going to be out with a hamstring injury. So just I'm going to put this here. Tatum is replacing Kevin Durant's starting spot, and then Sabonis is going to slide in on the bench. So Tatum will be in the starting lineup. So Sabonis right now is averaging about 21.5 points per game, uh, 11.5 rebounds on 5-6 assists, on 43% from the field. Amazing. So then also, again, just like the Devin Booker, who are we going to take out? The East All-Star bench consists of Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Vucevic. So I'm pretty sure that Julius Randle, uh, he's pretty safe. Tatum, 100% safe. Obviously, he's a starter now. But I would say I would argue that Julius Randle is pretty safe. Uh, the market that he plays in, he plays in the New York market. Huge market. And honestly, they're deserving. The Knicks have been a way better team this year. So now the two people that are really controversial right now is Ben Simmons and Nikola Vucevic. So we're going to start off with the Ben Simmons argument here. So we got Ben Simmons. He's averaging about 16 points a game on eight rebounds, eight assists, and shooting 56 from the field. He doesn't shoot three-pointers at all. This is very well known. So... But he plays defensive player of the year-level defense. Ben Simmons deserves this all-star spot. You cannot take it away from Ben Simmons. The Sixers are one of the best teams in the league. Right now, they're top of the Eastern Conference, which is really surprising. But Embiid obviously is a big part of it. But Ben Simmons is too. He does all the little stuff. He kind of has that Draymond Green effect, but he's obviously better than Draymond Green. But he ha- if he was just more aggressive in his scoring... He would be an amazing player. Like, really, really good. Unfortunately, he's not that kind of player. He's not aggressive. Like, Jokic had the same problem. He wasn't aggressive. He's starting to get a little bit more aggressive, realizing that he can do it. And I'm sure Ben Simmons might hit that eventually. But right now, he's he's deferring more to Joel Embiid, who's having the MVP-type season. So I completely understand. And they're number one in the Eastern Conference. So yes, they deserve two All-Stars, just like how in the... The Jets deserve two all-spars. So unfortunately, I don't think Sabonis should make it over Ben Simmons. But now we get to Vucevic. Now, Vucevic is averaging 24 points per game, 11 rebounds on 48% from the field. Vucevic's team is arguably worse than Demonis Sabonis. Not really arguably. I would say it is. But Vucevic is averaging a few more points. Broken some broken some records there for, for Orlando. But they're the 13th seed 
as of the recording of this podcast, while Sabonis' team is the ninth seed. And Sabonis has been the reason that they've been the ninth seed. Him and Malcolm Brogdon, but if you take Sabonis off that team, I don't think they're going to be anything. Vucevic, he's just not, he doesn't have it for me. I, I'm glad they're both in it. Vucevic having a great season in his own right, but I don't know if he should have been named an all-star because of this. He's an amazing player, obviously, or else he wouldn't even be in consideration. But the 13th seed, we should I don't know if we really should be rewarding players with the 13th seed if we won't do it in other years. You have to be consistent with your arguments. People are like, oh, XYZ player won't make it because their team is too low. Like Devin Booker in the past years. Like, oh, Devin Booker doesn't deserve an awful spot. Empty numbers because he's on a bad team. But Vucevic right now is the thir- is the 13th seed in the Eastern Conference. Averaging 24 points per game on 11 rebounds. Good good splits. Good shooting splits. But he makes the game. I that, If you want to... If you want to put Vucevic in the game, that's fine. But we need to have a cons- we have need to have consistency here. You can't say for one player that uh, garbage team he's inflating his stats, and then have a guy on a garbage team who's averaging good stats and be like, oh, he's an all star or Sabonis, whose team is better right now. So that's why I believe that Sabonis should have made it again. Vucevic having a great season, but I do believe that Sabonis deserves that all star spot. So now we're going to talk about some other noteworthy snubs from the All-Star game. And we're going to dive into a little bit of why I believe they didn't make it. So we got one of the bigger ones, All-Star starter last year who didn't make the game, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. So right now he's averaging 25, oh, I'm sorry, 27 points per game on nine assists. They're the 11 seed in the East. So this kind of ties back in with the Vucevic. They're, I mean, with the playing games, everything's a little bit different this year, but they're not top eight seed. So that may play a little bit of a factor. Plus, the coaches, so for the bench, the coaches and players get more say, and the coaches do not respect the way that Trey Young plays basketball. And I actually saw this on Kenny on YouTube, um, King of the Fourth Quarter, him talk about how the coaches don't have any respect. And he was talking about a Steve Nash interview where he, regarding the way Trey Young draws fouls, said that's not basketball. And they feel like they're cheap fouls. And if Steve Nash is feeling that way, a newer coach on the scene, you know that like a Greg Popovich, an old school coach, is feeling the exact same way that Steve Nash is feeling. Like they don't respect Trey Young's game. And you're like, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, he was a starter last year. Yeah, but 50% of the starter vote is because of the fans. The fans have more say. And then coaches got 25 and players got 25. So that's, he was voted in as a starter by the fans, and he got enough votes from the coaches and the players to where he was a starter in the game. This year, Hawks aren't really playing as good. Trey Young has had an up-and-down season, starting to, starting to bounce back. Started the year pretty garbage. Uh, Hawks had pretty high expectations coming into the year as an eighth seed team. But yeah, just the coaches not respecting him is probably the main reason why he missed out on the game. I'm sure that he'll be a perennial all-star soon. He's still young. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he'll be able to bounce back. All right, so next player we got here is DeMar DeRozan from the San Antonio Spurs. Now, DeMar DeRozan is averaging 20 points per game on seven assists for the fifth-seeded San Antonio Spurs. Fifth-seeded. A lot of people, including myself, thought that this Spurs team wasn't even going to be that great. And here they are in the fifth seed. And they don't have a single all-star show for it. Which is just, it just blows my mind on how this team is getting slept on. 
And I believe John Mur- Jamal, not Jamal Murray, I apologize. Devontae Murray was talking to was talking to reporters and like this isn't this is kind of garbage that DeMar DeRozan was ranked 83 on ESPN's top 100 list, which is a joke in its own right. And now, because he they expect him to have his big fall off, and he's playing amazing this season, and the Spurs are the fifth seed and they're winning, and he still doesn't get an all-star spot. Which is just insane to me. It's this just reinforces the narrative that if you if you, if you want winning players in the all-star game, you have to keep it consistent here, people. Like it makes zero sense to me. So moving on, we got Chris Middleton averaging 20 points per game, six rebounds, five assists. The Bucks are the third seed in the East, and they're about a game behind the Sixers. This I'm recording this a little bit after the Bucks Clippers game, where the Bucks won. Uh, that was a that was a crazy game, and Middleton is having a, a very good year, but they're only the <clears throat> they're only the third seed, and I believe if they were the first seed, Chris Middleton probably would have gotten a spot. But I feel like it was either Ben Simmons or Chris Middleton. And since the Sixers are doing better right now, they gave it to Ben Simmons. Chris Middleton is having a good year. But I feel like if the Bucks were the one seed again, he probably would have got a spot. It's also part of the voter fatigue thing. Like, Chris Middleton got no fan votes. Because, like, the everyone knows what the Bucks are about. Like, they're not going to – they don't they haven't won in the playoffs yet. I mean, you can't, you can't really blame Chris Middleton for all of that. But he's part of it. All right, so now we're going to get to uh, two players on the list that I'll kind of clump together here. We got Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. So right now the Heat are the seventh seed. Really turned around their season. They were getting laughed at in the beginning of the season. They've dealt with a insane amount of injuries. Bam is averaging about 19.5 points, 10 rebounds, and about five assists. And Jimmy's averaging 20 points per game, eight rebounds, and eight assists. Uh, Jimmy's been hurt pretty consistently this year. He's only played about like 21 games, I think. Uh, Bam's, Bam's played amazing. I believe Bam maybe should have got a spot, but I feel like their slow start really affected them getting a spot on the team. Like a lot of people are calling their run last year a fluke, which I don't really truly agree with, but we'll, we can dive into that another time. And I mean, they didn't really get a lot of votes because of it. They started off the season slow. They're the seventh seed right now. I believe they're, they're starting to pick it up now. Players are coming back in their lineup and we'll just have to see how it goes. But unfortunately, neither of them made the all-star game. Gordon Hayward. Now, here is an interesting one. Gordon Hayward's averaging 21.5 points a game, five rebounds and four assists, and they're the 10th seed right now. So not a lot of people are talking about this Gordon Hayward stuff. Gordon Hayward was supposed to be like this worst signing for the Hornets, and the Hornets have been pretty surprising this year. But Gordon Hayward doesn't get talked about because Lamelo Ball's on this team. And Lamelo Ball, Rookie of the Year candidate, probably going to win Rookie of the Year. He's playing amazing. So, yes, he should be getting some spotlight. But Gordon Hayward having an amazing season, and it's kind of being overshadowed by Lamelo. I don't think he would have. Been, I don't think he should have been an All Star this year. But it's a notable snub that I wanted to add to this list, and maybe you didn't think about because he plays on the Charlotte Hornets and Lamelo Ball is on the Charlotte Hornets. So then we're going to move to Jeremy Grant. He is averaging twenty, basically twenty three and a half points per game and five rebounds, and. Now, there is a player who is on the worst team on the Pistons, worst team in the East. That's probably why he didn't get in. Uh, I mean, the Pistons just aren't good. The Pistons aren't good at all. So I, I I understand why he wasn't in the All-Star game, having a great year. He's really showing people what he's made of, and a lot of people criticized him for going to the Pistons and signing that big contract and criticizing the Pistons, and he has shut up all the doubters because he's playing amazing over there. 
So keep up the work, Jeremy Grant. Get those Pistons up in a higher seed, maybe, and you can maybe you can make some All Star games later on the line. So next we got John Morant uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. He's averaging about 19 points a game, eight assists, and they're the 10th seed in the West. The thing about John, John Morant was uh, he got injured and he missed a, he missed a bunch of games because of it. And I mean Memphis is a 10 seed, and like I said about the whole. Devin Booker, I don't think he's better than Devin Booker this season, and obviously the Grizzlies are not. So there is no way that he will make it over Devin Booker or over Chris Paul with the Suns being the fourth fourth seed in the West. The West is just so deep talent-wise, so a lot of these snubs, if they were in the East, maybe could have made the game. But unfortunately, because they're in the West, and the West is so deep and has so much talent, and literally I think anyone can make the playoffs except for probably the Timberwolves and unfortunately my Houston Rockets. I don't think that Ja would have got it. Uh, I think he definitely will be a perennial all-star. He'll get to that point, but he's just not right now with how deep the West is. With Kurt, with still with the Curry, still with Dames and Lucas, like it's just not going to happen. So now we got Brandon Ingram from the 11th seeded Pelicans. He's averaging about 24 points a game, five rebounds, and five assists. So I also want to talk about Zion here a little bit since I didn't really get to touch on Zion a lot. Uh, Zion, super underrated season. I'm glad he's an all-star. He's the kind of player that you want in the All-Star game. If you look up players you want in the All-Star game, Zion, is you circle him like 50 times. He's so exciting to watch, just like LaMelo. If LaMelo can get to that point, the NBA is going to want him in the All-Star game because they'll they'll do the flashy stuff. Like I believe Zion will go out and play super hard for this All-Star game and be super flashy. Now, back, on, back to Brandon Ingram. They're the 11th seed. Zion's having an amazing year, but there's no. it was going to be one or, one or the other. It was going to be Zion or Ingram. They can't have both as the 11th seed, especially with how deep the West is. So unfortunately, they gave it to Zion. Ingram got snubbed. I really hope that maybe eventually they start to open up, adding more players into the All-Star game. But then it just becomes a whole problem. And I understand why they didn't do it this year with all the with the virus out there and stuff. So we got the last player on our list for the snubs now. Uh, we got De'Aaron Fox. He's averaging 23 points per game and seven assists. He's having an amazing underrated year, and nobody's talking about De'Aaron Fox right now. There was a little bit of beef between him and Ja Morant. And I got talked about, but De'Aaron Fox is playing amazing this year. But unfortunately, he's the 13th seed in the West, and there's no way that a 13th seed would be able to take that spot. So unfortunately, he's left out. So that's all the snubs I have. If you have any more snubs, I would love to hear about them, and maybe we can debate it a little bit. I know one that people might bring up is Westbrook. I don't even have him on my list. I was thinking about adding him, but Westbrook started the year off so bad, and the Wizards started off so bad, and now they've started to pick it up and go on a little win streak. But I don't think that there's no way that the Westbrook was going to get it in this year, especially just because of how bad they are and – I don't like it's, it's the same thing. Like, who are you going to take out? You can take out Jalen Brown, who's having a career year. No, Zach Levine, who is phenomenal. He's playing amazing this year. No, you're not going to take him out either. I, I don't see Harden. No, you can't. You're not going to take out James Harden. He's a perennial all star who arguably should have made the starters over Kyrie, maybe. I know Kyrie has a lot of more fan, a lot more fans. Then Harden, which is probably why I believe Harden should have probably started over Kyrie, just because of my games played. Obviously, I'm a Rockets fan. I sympathize a little bit towards James Harden, but he also kind of did me dirty, so I'm kind of like up in the air about it. So there's no way that Westbrook would have made it. 
he's averaging pretty good. I mean, pretty good numbers now. Obviously, he's going for triple doubles, which everyone knows how that is. So the NBA All Star Game is going to be March seventh. I'm going to be watching. Uh, I cannot wait to see this All-Star game. I think that it's going to be pretty good. Unfortunately, like obviously, it's the All-Star game, so players don't really try super hard. I hope they kind of did what they did last year. I'm not so sure what they're going to be doing about all that stuff this year. I hope they talk about it pretty soon. But at least that made like the fourth quarter, quote-unquote, more enjoyable. Like It went down to the wire last year. And the fact you're doing it for charity, like whoever's winning each quarter, I think it was, I think it was a very, very, very good idea. So that's, uh, that's, that wraps up episode one. If you enjoyed, I would love to have you back for more episodes. Like I said, I'm going to be making a YouTube channel and a TikTok that these will also be uploaded to. I'm not sure. I haven't started those yet. I want to get this podcast up, episode one of the podcast up for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I will, uh, I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.